Happy Sunday to you guys out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Common Guy Podcast with Austin Durham. I'm your host, ready to get rocking today. We got another great episode today, and I'm hoping that you guys had a good productive week, relaxing weekend, great positive show for you last weekend. For the people that caught the last show, we were kind of going over some stuff that wasn't so positive, but it was real. So from time to time, we got to do that. But today's show going to look on the bright side, going to look on that positive side because we're going up. We're moving forward. Um, we're on a come up like Eddie Nine Volt. You know, shout out to Eddie Nine Volt has that song come up. We're on a come up. So great positive show for you guys. I'm going to get right into it. Today, we're going to discuss some upcoming UFC action. A lot of good stuff coming up in the UFC. Exciting NBA playoffs. And I haven't tuned into the NBA playoffs in the last couple of years that much. But this year's playoffs. Pretty exciting, good matchups, some good stuff going on. Got plans to go to the Comedy Zone soon, so I'll discuss some of that with you. And for my fellas, mainly for my fellas, not only for my fellas, but ways to self-improve mainly for my men out there and how to get started. I'm just now just now getting off of a little weekend workout, so I'm fired up, and so I'm ready to go. Um, excited for today's episode as well, so let's go. First off, I want to start off with some recent UFC action. Guys, last weekend, I found the card, not going to lie to you, to be mostly boring. That's right. A lot of the fight night cards are not like that, you know, just because they don't have big names at the top of the card. A lot of the fights are really great. You know, the UFC is chock full of a ton of talent, ton of young talent. And I've actually grown to, I used to just be a guy who would tune in for the big time fights. Even though I was a huge UFC fan, I would only tune in for the marquee matchups. Well, now I get into the storylines of the upcoming people. So I tuned in all night last weekend because I wanted to see the main event. Um, not only was it in my favorite division, which is the welterweight division, but it was two guys that I follow for a while. So the main event was Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name Bilal Muhammad versus Vicente Luque, the silent assassin. Like I said, the welterweight division, you can probably call that my favorite division in the UFC. And I'll tell you why. So fun to watch. The welterweights have the speed and the, the cardio of the lighter divisions, so they have the speed of the lightweights, bantamweights, with all the power of a middleweight, light heavyweight, even sometimes. So welterweight fights at 170 pounds. Just oftentimes you get the you can get the crazy knockouts, you can get the crazy wars because they have the gas tanks to go all night, and they also have the pop to end it within the first round. So they're just really fun fights to watch. So you know. What makes the Bilal Muhammad and Vicente Luque matchup really good is because both fighters really climb to be in this position. Uh, I think both of them are on five and six fight win streaks, which is really tough in the UFC. This is like the NFL. This is like Major League Baseball. This is like the NBA. Going on long streaks versus the best talent in the world is very challenging, very tough. So both of these fighters looked really good coming into this fight and whoever was going to win this fight is really really close to that Leon Edwards Kamara Usman spot which is going to be the title shot uh, I think Leon's got that squared away but whoever would were to win this Bilal Muhammad for Sensei Luke it was going to be huge for both fighters so I will say this 
I wanted Vicente Luque to win for many reasons. It's not like I'm hating on Bilal Muhammad, but I like Vicente. I like the aggression that he comes in with, looking to finish the fights. And to be honest, I watched two or three of Bilal Muhammad's fights, and he just tries to to lay and pray is what I call it, because you're just trying to wrestle and really hope that the judges give you a decision. And it's not very exciting, and even the UFC president would tell you that's not his favorite way to watch a fight. But Bilal Muhammad looked way better than I ever seen him on the feet, with the hands, moving around, circling, using his kicks. He had some vicious body kicks, and, and they were just amazing uh, that they didn't put down Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque was walking through these body shots, which was unbelievable. Um, but the timing, I'll tell you what won the fight, because Vicente kept pressing forward and acting like he wasn't even getting hurt. But Bilal kept circling, kept circling, and the timing of his takedowns. Bilal was shooting at the perfect time. As soon as Vicente throws a punch, Bilal's under him, and he's taking him down. It was the most perfectly timed, some of the most perfectly timed takedowns since I've seen since George St. Pierre. That was the thing about George St. Pierre is that it's not like he was the best wrestler in the UFC. He timed his takedowns as soon as you threw a punch. So you're already out of position. He's got his hands locked around your hips. You're going down. So... That was the big thing. Vicente is a monster who kept marching forward, but he would march forward and get taken down. March forward, get taken down. So he kept pretty much out of the four, I mean, out of the five round fight. They fought for 25 minutes. They did go to a decision. But out of the five rounds, Vicente really only won one round. You know, Bilal pretty much contained him for four rounds, uh, did a little bit of striking, but then he would shoot in and just hold him down for the rest of the round. So um, that was some some action last weekend. Now, to, you know, last night, huge fights uh, as far as up-and-comers, and we kind of had Clay Guida being a gatekeeper, so I'll talk a little bit about that. So we had Jessica Andrade versus Amanda Lemos, which both are two really good strawweight uh, women fighters. Jessica Andrade, I mean, she has been on a tear. She beat Thug Rose before. She, you know, she lost to Valentina Shevchenko, which who doesn't lose to Valentina Shevchenko? She's the absolute buzzsaw. But Amanda Lemos has also been somebody who has been running through people. So it was a good matchup. Uh, Jessica Andrade actually is getting outstruck for the first couple minutes and then gets her in a standing arm triangle. It was absolutely beautiful. Choked her without even going to the ground. Um, and if you've never seen a standing arm triangle, there's only been like, I think, three in the history of the UFC. So it was pretty awesome to see. Um, what I mentioned with the, the gatekeeper, there was a young gun. I can't remember his name. I apologize for not knowing his name it was a difficult name but um clay guida 50 fights in if you don't know who clay guida is you probably never watched the ufc the carpenter clay guida is still going strong i mean he just won his last fight uh with a rear naked choke um he's damn near 45 years old and he is still going strong he says he feels great conditioning wise he looked great last night but this young gun is just a submission specialist and got him in a nice knee bar and ended Clay's night in the first round. So um, also had the return of Macy Barber last night. She looked unbelievable. She looked great in the clinch. She uh, faced uh, 
Montoya, I can't remember the last name, but Montoya is a heck of a fighter too. And she, Macy Barber just looked great in the clinch. She's been vastly improving every time I've seen her fight. So, you know, the, the sky's the limit for Macy Barber. We got a big fight next weekend. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, when we get back to some of the NBA playoffs, like I said in the intro, I haven't really, really been watching the NBA playoffs that much as of the last couple of years. The bubble year just seemed really weird to me. Uh, I, I didn't like all of the politics that the NBA chooses to bring in to their league. Um, one of the reasons why I love the UFC so much is that when you tune in and you pay the $70 for the pay-per-view, it's completely just about the UFC. For three hours, for four hours, they're going to put on a show that you're not being flooded with commercials about you know politics or about COVID or about this or this. You're able to just separate sports from your everyday life because we know that we hear about that stuff at work on the radio, whatever, you know, in between restaurants. Um, so when I tune in and I pay $70 and I have my boys over and we're eating hot wings and, and having a couple of cold beers, like we don't want to see politics anywhere on that. So the UFC does a great job of that. And I had tuned off of the NBA from being a lifelong fan, always following the NBA playoffs, always following the NBA finals. But when you get too far into politics, similar to what the NFL did with the kneeling and, and you're kneeling pretty much, uh, is a symbol of, and I, I know what you try to make it a symbol of, but it's pretty much a symbol of you're not standing for the flag and for veterans that have died for the country because they're singing the national anthem and they ask you to stand because of the fallen soldiers. So no matter what the agendas that they try to say it's for, you're, you're disrespecting you know, fallen soldiers in my, in my opinion. So I didn't really get into the politics of the last couple of years. Uh, it seems like they've kind of strayed away from that because the ratings were down so bad. Uh, also the NBA, the best thing I think that they've did over the last 10 to 15 years is this play in tournament. I think that they, what they did was they stole some of the excitement from the March madness tournament because they realized, wow, we can get March madness gets people that don't even watch basketball into basketball for two and a half weeks. It's because of the tournament. It's because of a crazy style. Anything can happen. So now, instead of just letting eight seeds in on each side, the East and the West, what they've did is now the East gets six seeds, the West gets six seeds, and then there's a little tournament with the four teams remaining that used to just get in and get clobbered by the first seed, now they have to play in to see if they can make it into the playoffs. So that's quite a, 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 a positive that the NBA has done that I actually really like. And besides that, there's just a ton of good matchups this year. Um, I was really getting into the Boston and the Brooklyn series because, you know, Brooklyn just recently got Kyrie Irving, used to play for Boston. Kyrie is quite a diva, so the Boston fans are just, like, booing him and just, like, he's flicking off the fans mid-game. He's hitting threes and flicking off the fans. So it's kind of hard, and it's kind of hard not to be, if you love basketball, it's kind of hard not to get into that series. Then you got Kevin Durant. You've got uh, Andre Drummond on that side. Uh, so he's a fantastic rebounder. So I was going to be interested to see if they could knock off Boston. But right now, they, they lost last night, and now they're down 3-0. Um, also, the Warriors and the Nuggets was an interesting one in the first round for me because 
The Nuggets were just the one seed a couple of years ago, maybe if not last year. But here's the thing. They had a ton of injuries this year. And so now they're matched up with the Warriors in the first round. Um, So that was interesting. There's no LeBron. There's no Lakers that made it. I always feel like LeBron kind of brings some of the negative connotations to the playoffs, brings some of the politics back into the playoffs. So it's good to kind of see LeBron sitting at home. He's not low on money. He's not low on exposure. It's good for him to sit his ass at home this year and watch the playoffs. And, And every now and then, like I talked about last week on the show, Every now and then, it's good for us all to be humbled at some point. Even somebody like LeBron, who's been dominant for 20 years, who is a top three player of all time, you need to be humbled sometimes. Jordan was humbled sometimes. Kobe was humbled sometimes. They didn't always make the finals. Sit your ass at home and know that you're not always the top dog. You're not always the guy who's going to push all of the agendas and be on the microphone for the NBA, always, you know. Um, so, like I said, with Kyrie being such a diva, that Boston that Boston fan base, that was something that I was enjoying. Uh, one thing I love about the NBA from year to year is that teams change dramatically from year to year. You know, I kind of find myself rooting for the 76ers to face Brooklyn. That's the reason I was so interested in that Brooklyn-Boston series is because James Harden was on Brooklyn, demanded a trade out, and now I would like to see him face Kyrie and Durant. That would be kind of cool, but being down 3-0 to Boston, you're probably not going to win that series. Uh, We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for Brooklyn to make a comeback in that series, but 3-0 is a death sentence in the NBA. It's just tough to beat a basketball team four times in a row to win a series. So um, uh, another team I'd like to talk about really quick, the Suns, Phoenix Suns, you know, great coaching staff. You know, Monty Williams with everything that he went through in the last five to six years, you know, his wife tragically passing away. I I believe it was a car accident. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, I believe it was a car accident. And then Monty Williams has always been such a God-fearing good man. Um, along with CP3, who has played his heart out his whole career, never been in the NBA Finals. So last year when they were in the Finals, I think they were up two games to zero, and then they let the the Bucks come back and beat them. So I would love to see the Suns win it this year. CP3 finally gets that title. Monty Williams finally gets that title. I love Devin Booker. He's, you know, uh, some players say he's one of the biggest trash talkers, but I love that he just stays even keel. He seems like he's cool as a cucumber at all times. So we'll see how this thing goes as far as the NBA playoffs go. Love this time of year. It's nice outside. There's basketball still playing. Good UFC cards. So this is an awesome time. Um, Let's get this thing grooving in a different direction. Uh, Now, if you tuned in last week, I talked about some personal struggles that I've been going through. Remember, guys. And this is the reason, and I thought about this all week before I came on to talk to you guys, but not that I was feeling sorry for myself. Remember, guys, we reap what we sow. So all that stuff that was happening to me, the injury, the sickness, the anxiety, we reap what we sow. So the negative ways that I chose to live for almost 10 years, like out of high school until 27 years old, like the way that I chose to live for 10 years it catches back up with you guys. And, and even though I was discussing some of the things that I did last week, 
may not be the worst to you. We all have our individual limits. And so just those things catching back up with me. So I believe in order for my health to change, my mindset to change, the anxiety to change, something that I do has got to change. I've got to change certain ways that I'm living in order for that stuff to really go away. Um, You know, we wrestle not amongst, you know, flesh and blood, but spirits that we cannot see. And so there is there is there's evil spirits. It's like that. It's like the old TV shows that had the angel and the the devil on your shoulders. That is so real. And they put it on TV like it's not real, like it's something funny. We really do have an angel and a devil on our shoulders at all time. And we got to choose to rock with the angel because choosing to rock with the devil does feel good sometimes. But it only feels good for the temporary. And then we feel like shit. So I'm just going to tell you like that. That's just the realest that I that I can put it is that if you want something to change, make a change. And that's in many different ways of your life. So I am choosing to live a different lifestyle than the old lifestyle because it just wasn't making me happy, nor was it making me healthy. And if you know anything about me, I just want to live a happy, healthy lifestyle. I'm an energetic guy. I like to be funny. I like to have humor. I like to smile. So if if those things that I was doing wasn't making me happy or healthy, then why am I doing them? Why am I continuing to live that way just for, you know, little pleasures that that end up making you feel bad at the end of the day. Think about it. So do your best that you can do. If you know you're doing something that you probably shouldn't, that makes you feel bad at the end of the day, maybe it makes you feel good in the moment because we get a dopamine hit off of those things, whether it's smoking weed, whether it's having sex, you know, uh, whether it's doing the, whether it's going out with your buddies and getting just slammed drunk. Um, we get a dopamine rush from that stuff. We get a dopamine rush from being downtown and, and, and flirting with women and stuff. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with, with going out. I'm saying overdoing it and passing your limits is there's definitely something wrong with that. So just keep that in mind, guys. As some of you know, switching, switching paces a little bit, as some of you may know, I've always been fascinated, and I've discussed this before, fascinated with stand-up comedy. I always found the feeling of making people laugh just exhilarating. You know, when I was in high school, I would crack a joke and sometimes nobody would laugh. And then sometimes the whole table starts laughing and there's nothing, there's no real feeling like that. You know, it's like a, the same feeling that we get from a great run or the same feeling that we get from sex or the same feeling that we get from smoking or whatever, like cracking a joke and hearing 10 people laugh at the same joke. It's like a... It's a rush. So, uh, and laughing together can bring different, different people to, together, you know, uh, black, white, Spanish, different religions, different ethnicities. Like I said, like laughing can bring people together and it brings a special bond. So it brings people closer together, man. And that's what I love to do is just bring people closer together. So, um, I found out that every Thursday night, downtown Greenville, the comedy zone, has a show, amateur night, open mic, and I'm interested in going and doing, you know, five, ten minutes. And so, you know, and especially the Comedy Zone fires me up on the inside because I've seen multiple comedians at Charlotte's Comedy Zone. I've seen the the great Brian Callen, Brendan Schaub. Uh, I've seen, you know, Dave Chappelle live. I've seen some different legends in the comedy game, and I've always been 
uh, enamored by making people laugh. And so I'm really, even like I said, if I get up and one person laughs at the jokes, you know, like I'm, I'm writing, I'm, I'm coming up with some material right now. I'm going to fine tune it. And then on a Thursday night, very soon, I'm going to go down and just put it down. And if two people laugh and giggle, then it's worth it. You know, and if I get booed off stage, then nobody knows me there. So we'll just, you know, go to a different comedy club or go back the next Thursday. And after I got booed off, go back up and go back up and go back up. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So it's it's the same excitement. It's not a bad excitement. It's the same excitement and nervousness that you that you get when you are about to go out on that date with the girl that you really have been wanting to go out on a date with. Not the girl that you just, you know, don't mind going out with. Like this comedy thing is like going out on the date with the girl that you've been dying to go out with. So I cannot wait. Um, yes, I'm nervous to get up in front of people, but it's probably going to be 10 to 15 people. Who cares? You know, like you just go wild and in see what happens, you know, what's the worst that can happen. The worst that can actually happen is me sitting here saying that I'm going to keep doing it. And then I never do it. And then I wonder like, damn, what if I could get up and crush it and 15, 20 people are, you know, out of their seats laughing, you know? Um, so something is just telling me like, yo, you got to go and do it. You got to go and see what you got. And you know, what's the worst that can happen. So guys, I appreciate you tuning into this weekend show. I'm squee I'm gonna squeeze one of these out per week. I miss so much time, you know, getting all this stuff off my chest, getting content out to you guys. I miss so much time. I was I was injured. I was feeling sorry for myself. And now um, I'm back feeling better. God is good. You know, he helps us get through times that we didn't think that we could get through. He helps us smile when we think we've got nothing to smile about. So um, just be grateful for the stuff that you have. Be, you know, have gratitude. Help people when you can. Smile when you when you can. Um, thanks for, for supporting the show. I will continue to bring genuine talks, the latest in sports, my comedy journey, my journey on becoming a better person, a better man. I will try to help you guys become better person and better men because we can all take something from somebody else and become better. It's not just what I say. I'm trying to listen to what God says to become better. This is not like this is not stuff that I'm saying or I'm creating to be better. This is just stuff that I'm dropping that I know isn't the best for me. So encourage you guys on your own journey because we all have a different journey and we all have a different journey at a different time in life. It doesn't come the same for everybody. I will be back next week to discuss some big UFC fight night action. It'll be another free card on ESPN plus Rob font versus Marlon Chito Vera. And if you've never checked out Marlon Chito Vera, this dude is hilarious. He's an amazing fighter trains hard and he's just a total personality. I really hope that he pulls this win out and hopefully he gets like a first round finish because then the UFC is going to give him that much more of a push. These are two top five Bantamweights. So whoever wins this fight is like right there in line to face Aljo, the funk master, Al Jermaine Sterling. Uh, I'll also preview the upcoming pay-per-view May 7th, UFC 274, Charles Oliveira versus Justin the Highlight Gaethje. See you guys then. Have a good week. Have a positive week. Blessings to you. Peace.